Hello everyone, welcome to Chaplin Talks with me, your host, Spencer Chaplin. On today's show, I talk with fashion designer Malin Breton. We talk about everything from Malin's AI-inspired fashion show to his love of my grandfather's film, City Lights. If you like what you hear, please do leave a review. And you can also check out all Chaplin Talks episodes on YouTube, where you can subscribe and leave comments. So, without any further ado, please welcome Malan Breton. All right, so uh, Malan Breton, thank you so much for coming on uh, Chaplin Talks. How are you doing? I'm good, Spencer. How are you? Yes, I'm good. I'm good. It's so gorgeous in the country right now. I know, it is. It is. Oh, that's lovely. So, are, what are you doing? You, how are you? You're keeping busy at the moment or...? Yeah, I'm actually, um, we're working on June 10th. I'm doing the first full feature AI virtual fashion show. And really? it's um, being done with a, an organization in Los Angeles that works on a bunch of television shows and movies. And um, so, but the entire show is completely formulated by like the same technology that they use to make like CGI characters in movies and things like that. It's incredible. That's it's really incredible. Yeah, it's really exciting. We've been looking for different ways to like um, present since we can't gather together nowadays. Um, so we've been looking at different ways of presenting fashion and how we would do how we would do that. And uh, this is the first thing that came to mind. And a uh, wow. friend in in Los Angeles is. Uh, has this company and he was like oh let's do it so so we're going to be um it'll feature on june 11th okay. at, and it's being premiered simultaneously in vienna london new york uh africa really? and shenzhen in china as well so. that's amazing I'm really excited. It's like it's it's fun, and it's so it's so fun that you can do things with technology that you can't. I know do one of like the humans. That's the first I've ever. <laughs> it's the first thing I've ever heard of of someone being able to do that. It's really cool. I can't wait for you to see it. The last, let's say, the last time I saw one of your shows, uh, which had Kira involved. You know, Kira came out. Yeah. Yeah. But rather than being at a fashion show, the only way I could describe it was a, it was way more of like a theater experience, I would, I would say. Well, I grew up in the theater. I was a performer my whole life. And um, I always remembered how I felt when I stepped into the theater or stepped into character or like the, what people would tell me when they would see me on stage and they would say oh you know you can feel these emotions and you can smell things and you can do all this other and I thought when I launched my brand I wanted to touch the senses mm -hmm. in every way possible and when we do fashion shows they're like theatrical pieces of art because I, I really like the idea of capturing someone's heart and then just making them like almost want more you know it's it's like when you watch watch a movie and you get to the end and you're like oh no what happened <laughs> and kira's kira's been the queen in a couple of my shows and she's she's been like a, the good queen and the bad queen and, I know. and the sexy queen <laughs> <laughs> you know what the funny thing is i spoke to kira this morning thinking like is there a, do you have any questions that uh that you think i should ask milan the main thing she put is she said make sure you say Kira always seems to do your big finales in a lot of your shows, yeah. and uh, and she absolutely loves it. <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely. I she, love Kira. She's so fun. 
it's just nice to have your friends there and people you love in the shows and and like it just it's family you know it's nice that way no definitely and so so what got you into fashion well i when i was young i would like sketch and i um my grandma was a big fashion person and she wore like tons of couture and print-a-porter things like that and i would um go shopping with her to like on her shopping trips and things like that but um but i uh was a performer like i said for many many years and and i think when i was 28 or 29 i can't remember i had an audition it was a callback for a show on broadway okay and um and i was i had just come back from doing espn because i was i was a voice for espn for a long time and we were in san antonio texas and i had just come back from doing that and um i uh something just changed in me when i left the audition room and i just said you know what i don't want to do this and i called my agent at william morris and i i was like you know, I'm I'm gonna try some different things out and see what happens and and I um and I met my mentor right after that and he took me under his wing and then um six months after that I launched my brand and it's just been going since then for fifteen years. So it's been a long time. It's been a, it's been a while, but you've been going strong ever yeah. since huh? Yeah, I'm so grateful. Like the response from the people around the world and my clients and things like that. It's been really good. But I've also I've crossed back into TV a number of times mm-hmm. because I understand the importance of that branding and I understand the importance of like, yeah. capturing a, uh, an audience like that that you can't capture at one fashion show that only has like. Well, we've had fashion shows with seven thousand people at them. But most fashion shows only have about you know five to eight hundred, depending. Yeah, so yeah. it's um, so you don't get the mass reach that you do from television or things. So, so yeah, it's yeah. nice to have that. You know, it's nice to have that as well. Of course, and uh, I mean, talking about big fashion shows, you did a apparently you did a show in Madison Square Garden, right? Yeah, we did a show in Madison Square Garden in for fall two thousand seventeen. Um, I, yeah, I wrote a script. Um, so every season I write scripts, like a movie script, and each of the characters are models in the show. And we just decipher their look and everything else from that script. And then I create the amount of looks that I can do in the show based on that. And so for that show in particular, I created a script that was about like, um, uh, it was a 22 minute long like piece about humanity and how okay. we're uh, the changes in the world that were about to happen that I didn't know were going to happen, but it was right after the elections and right after okay. you know everything had changed. And um, so the script is now um, well, it's going to become a full a feature length film. Really? And uh, yeah, because of I guess the relativity to everything going on in the world right now. Okay. Um, it's uh, they felt like it would be a good a good story and. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited. You know, it's it's fascinating to know that, like, your work as a designer can come full circle like that, and you're able to like turn those projects into film projects and TV projects and things like that. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. You know, it's kind of cool that way. You're definitely keeping busy, it seems. <laughs> lockdown, lockdown. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, you must be so bored. You must be so bored." 
but I just found ways of like I was recording music I've been like you know doing different things with that and then I had a single that went top 10 in, in many countries in Europe what's the song and uh, where can you get so, it everywhere right Oh yeah, you can get it everywhere. It's on all the platforms. It's called Something Stupid. It's the remake of a uh, Frank Sinatra song. And uh, we did it with this girl of a Japanese band called Emergency Tiara. Okay. And, um, and yeah, it's been, it's been shockingly doing well. I thought, and on the pop <laughs> charts of all things, which is so bizarre because I, I thought, well, maybe the jazz charts or maybe like something, but, um, but on the pop charts and I'm like, almost 4,000 years old, so it's crazy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Again, you do have a great voice, Milan. You sing very, very oh, well. very kind. And I can attest oh. to that because I've seen you sing a few times. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love the, Smile. Yeah, that's a beautiful that was That was one of my standards when I was an actor, when I would go for my auditions. They were like, don't sing a love song, don't sing an up-tempo, just sing something that's, that's like full of heart. And I would sing Smile, yeah. and then I would book the job like that. It was so crazy. Oh, it really? Just, like the connection... The connection to the lyrics, such a beautiful, simple lyric, but it's something that touches people's hearts so much. It's, it's incredible, you know? If you, if you have to describe Chaplin to someone that, a, a younger audience, let, let's say, that's probably never seen him, they maybe recognize the image, but they've never seen his movies. How, how would you yeah. describe, how would you convince them to watch one of his films? The laughter is relevant, no matter the generation. Yeah. I mean, I think he, he really like. I would just talk to him about the comedy factor of things, and and the slapstick comedy is still relevant to this day. I mean, even with it being a silent film, you can still connect to that. I mean, I've got like young uh, friends that have young children that mm -hmm. they watch Chaplin films and they just run around the house laughing the whole time. They're so happy, and it's like <laughs> it's it's so genius. At one time, I was writing a one man show about. Uh, Chaplin and I was going to do it on um, in New York when I was uh, still a performer and um, I remember researching something and this is why I stopped because I was like I could never emulate someone so genius mm -hmm. on stage but because one of the writers said that this is a man that not only composed all the music did all the you know directing filming all the other but he also created stories that made people feel things at a time where there was a great depression, where people were immigrating to America, where people, like so many different stories were going on in the world. And it just, um, and times of difficulty. And I think that it really, uh, it would be a disservice to him. Well, it's, it's hard to say that too, because I've seen Robert Downey Jr. perform him and yes. he did a nice job. But, you know, Kira posted something on her Instagram story the other day about who would play Chaplin in a modern, like a modern actor that would play Chaplin. And it's interesting to think. Did you, uh, did you uh, have an answer for that? Did you have a think or...? Yeah, I said Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch, yeah, no, no, for sure. Yeah, he's uh, he. You definitely. Be, he's a great actor. Yeah, he's a really good actor. I think he'd be so good. I also read somewhere that um, one of your fashion shows. I, you can tell me if it's true or not. It's something that I read online quickly. Was inspired by City Lights. So that was. Um, so we did. We did Fall 2017 at Madison Square Garden. Mm -hmm. Then we did a show in London for Fall 2017 for my second brand, Phantom. 
And that was a show that we uh, did it at the Freemasons Hall in, in London. And um, the show was inspired by the last probably 20 minutes of City Lights. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain the feeling that I get when I watch that scene. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. I tell know? you, if anyone ever asks me what's, you know, if I have a favorite movie, it, I will always say City Lights. Um, yeah. Just because, like you say, that, that last scene of the blind woman touching his face and, and actually realizing yeah. that he's the guy that, that's you know, been looking after her and got her the money. To me, it's, it's just unbelievable. Uh, it, it is a true masterpiece. I can't even think of another film that's actually captured that emotion so perfectly. You know? yeah. What's your inspiration? Where do you take inspiration from? So I take inspiration from a lot of things based on my life. Um, people in my life, where I am, nature, um, what's going on in the world at the time. Uh, I try to bring everything together full circle to kind of tell a story. Um, oftentimes you see clothes that other designers design or, or people design and you just think, oh, it's a nice dress, it's a nice this, it's a nice that. But my clients really enjoy the story. They really enjoy the fact that there's something connecting, like a connective thread to it, and yeah. and things. And so that's why. I'm, and I, and I I think if I couldn't tell stories, I wouldn't do what I do. I hear that uh, from Kira that you, apparently you used to own uh, one of my granddad's rings or something. Is that it's, true? Um, years ago, when I was just come off television, I was contacted about dressing someone who is a friend of mine, and um, they knew someone that was a collector of pieces of, of Chaplin, like, you know, different things that they had from everything from movie posters to different bits. And apparently they had come upon this ring. Mm -hmm. And um, I still have it. I still have it, actually. And and, um, and so, yeah, so that's a... It's a keeper. <laughs> it's, it's lovely. I always tell Kira, I'm like, if you ever want it, you can have it because I know it's part of your family and whatnot. And, nice. and I'm like, if, if it's ever something that you guys want, and she's like, oh, no, no, you keep it, you keep it. So yeah, I'm like, okay. <laughs> and she's like, so she's secretly hoping. <laughs> <laughs> Slip it in the gift box or something. You know? <laughs> well, Melan Breton, thank you so much for coming on Chapman Box. And thank you, Spencer. It's been lovely to see you again. It's been I nice. hope we can all get together for dinner again soon. We'll organize it <laughs> soon. I hope we get together soon, no? Perfect. Have a lovely day, yeah? You too. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.